I started out doing flowers and, and then that turned into weddings and then the weddings turned into, I bought a building that needed to be renovated. Helping community leaders grow financially resilient, resource conscious and people friendly cities is the Go Cultivate podcast brought to you by Verdunity. Hey guys, welcome back to the Go Cultivate podcast. Um, I'm your host, Kevin Shepard, back for another uh, another episode. And today, i uh, got a little change up for you. We've got uh, Tim Wright from our Verdunity team on with me this morning. Uh, how you doing, Tim? I'm pretty good, Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. And you're, uh, you are, for those who may not remember, you are based in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, I am. And- Great city of Shreveport. and we're going to be uh we're gonna be talking about louisiana uh more today uh last episode aj had jason duff on and talked a lot about his experience and recommendations and ideas for revitalizing a community starting with the downtown um really great interview if if you haven't listened to that one yet go back and catch that one um, but we wanted to follow that up with another conversation about incremental development and just the importance of it for a lot of the smaller towns out there that aren't getting you know, the the typical kind of conventional economic development activity. Um, you know, there's so many smaller rural towns and small towns that we work with across Texas and, and Louisiana as well. But I know, Tim, we were talking right before we came on of just what you see some there in Treeport as well, just you know, uh, those communities that aren't getting the the typical market demand from, mm-hmm. you know, like like some of the places here in North Texas are, and and just how you have to be a little more creative and innovative with how you approach redevelopment and, and economic development. Yeah, definitely. I think the the economic conditions are are in Louisiana are a lot different than a lot of um, you know fast growing Texas suburbs, and I think. I think that makes the the message of incrementalism and a lot of the strong towns ideas even more even more fitting. You know, I was talking with another coworker Rob the other day and we were just getting to know each other and you know, talking about how we got involved and where we're at right now and I think I think here in Louisiana there's a lot of there's a lot of small towns where, you know, the only way you can survive is to develop incrementally. And so I think that's why our our message really resonated down in uh down in Berwick in Morgan City and uh and yeah it's just really important for especially for small communities. Well you mentioned you mentioned Berwick and Morgan City and that's that's going to be uh my interview today. I I speak with Colleen Askew who is a councilwoman town councilwoman there in Berwick, Louisiana. She is also a a local entrepreneur and small developer that owns her own building. Uh, down on their their main street and is actively working to do more. Uh, she's a she's someone who I think epitomizes what we define as a cultivator, a community cultivator, and mm-hmm. that she's doing a lot of small things uh, herself, but also working to connect and build a, a network there. Berwick and Morgan City, uh, they're kind of sister cities across the Chafalaya River from each other. They're right down on the coast, just south uh, southwest of New New Orleans. Um, and the, the way we got connected there was, was actually, they had brought in ULI a couple of years ago to do a study, uh, for them. And one of the things that ULI recommended was that they reach out to Verdunity, um, and about some incremental strategies, uh, to cultivate what we all, you know, the way we brand our workshops is cultivate fiscal health and local wealth. And so, um, Monica Mancuso from, St. Mary Excel, which is a nonprofit out there, she reached out to me uh, a few years ago about wanting to pursue a grant to get some funds to bring us to town to do a couple of workshops to help talk with their community about incremental development and uh, and help kind of connect some dots for them to to hopefully make some progress. So you fast forward a little bit, they they won the grant um, and we went down there. Uh, we actually had two workshops down there that we did. Monty Anderson and I went down um, both times, and you, Tim, you joined us uh, for some mm-hmm. of the the first workshop. 
Um, and, you know, we went through a process of presenting just some of the concepts of fiscal health and sustainability and why infill and smaller development can be a, a financial benefit, uh, both to the city and to making spaces more affordable. Uh, but a lot of the conversations were focused on what are what are small things that they could do right now to generate activity in their downtown to address some affordable housing issues. And in the case of Berwick, um, specifically, uh, they're kind of a they're more of the residential side of that area where most of the housing is on the Berwick side and, and most of the economic activity and restaurants and all of that is over in Morgan City. And so there was a, a lot of focus on how can we start to get our own small businesses and our own kind of main street going in Berwick. And so that's, that's, a, I guess, a little, a little bit of context before we get into the the interview with, um, with Colleen, but Tim, you know, you were there with us for the first workshop and um, you know, what, what were some of your observations in terms of how the, how the community received the the content and just how they embraced this, this idea of an incremental approach over um, trying to you know recruit and identify people from out of town to to come in and create that economy for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they responded really well to to that approach. I think you know I had a lot of a lot of conversations um, throughout those couple of days with lots of different community members, and and I think in a sense there was um, there was some thoughts about you know not feeling that you could that they had as much. Uh, kind of things to draw people from outside into their community. But, um, you know, I think the more the weekend went on, we were able just to talk about all the things that existed in Morgan City and Berwick already. Um, they've got, you know, a lot, a lot going on down there. And I think just their nat- their amount of natural resources that they have down there is just, is just amazing. I know. I know. If you think about, you know, what you think of Louisiana with, uh, you know, with Spanish moss on the trees, like that's, that's this area. And I think, I think, you know, we just talked a lot with those community members about how how those things that really you know make them stand apart from other cities across you know Louisiana and the area, how that can just help them continue to grow their local culture and their local capacities. Yeah, it's uh, and I think Colleen mentions this in the interview too. Of just sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to just kind of hold up mm-hmm. the mirror and show you where some opportunities are, and um, and then just connect the dots and get people excited and. Uh, and that's certainly what what Berwick has done. And we'll talk we'll talk a little bit after the interview about some of the specific things that that they've done. But let's go ahead and uh, get to my interview with Colleen. We talk about just what she learned in the workshops about the the opportunity and the value of incremental smaller development. Um, and she talks a little bit about what she's done and what they've done there in in Berwick since the workshops to to get going and. Yeah, at the end, we'll come back after this and we'll talk about a few of the specific projects they're doing and how that can relate to um, just this whole process of what you can do if you're in a small town um, and you're trying to create some of that environment and placemaking and and generate uh, you know more things for your folks to do and more businesses and, and revenue for your community. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff in this conversation. So here is my uh, interview with Colleen Askew from Berwick, Louisiana. Colleen, welcome to our Go Cultivate podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on on too. Since we met at the the workshops a few months ago, we've continued to t- to talk and follow what you guys are doing uh, there in Berwick. And I thought it would be fun to bring you on and just kind of share your community's story. There's a lot of small towns around the the country that are very similar to Berwick that have the same kind of challenges as you all and. And I think you guys are doing some fun, inspirational stuff. So we wanted to um, have a bubbly personality on to uh, <laughs> to share this story. So let's um, let's start. Well, um, why don't we start with just uh, your community? Tell us a little bit about Berwick, Louisiana. Okay. Well, it's just a little town. We're a little bit short of being a city. We actually missed it again with the last census. Um, it's just a little charming bedroom community. We only have a few businesses. We're trying to focus on the downtown area, but being that we don't qualify for Main Street or we're not historical, we, we do qualify for cultural districts. So we've been trying to focus on that more than, than anything with, you know, art and local culture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What's your population there? 
we are, let's see, I think it was like 5,000 to become a city. So we were like 250 short. And we thought we were going to get in this time, but we, we missed it. So, and I don't know how accurate those numbers were, you know, and I'm not sure if it's 5,000 or 5,500, but it's around that. So we're very right. small, very small. And, and you guys are located right there on the, right there on the Gulf coast, right across the river from uh, Morgan city in the St. Mary parish, which we'll talk a, a little bit more, more about, but, um, kind of give us a little more about the, just the history, the history of the town. And, um, I know obviously tiled tied to the drilling and, and the oil business, some there being on the, on the Gulf, but your town, and, and I guess a little bit broader with the Morgan, Morgan city and, and Berwick with, with you all together. Um, you know, it's an interesting community with a, with a lot of character. And, and I think, you know, you kind of had the classic story of having your heyday where you were growing and, and had a lot going on. And then now you're kind of, you've been losing some population. And so, um, you know, I want to get into a, a little bit of that as well. So let's talk a little bit about you, uh, and then we'll get in more to the story of Berwick and what you guys are doing. But when I first met you, uh, at the, the workshops a few months ago that, that we did there, um, you're what I would say is a, a really good example of, of what we refer to as a community cultivator. Um, someone who, you know, someone who advocates, uh, leads incremental development, incremental improvement in their community, you know, wh whether it's on council or a local business owner, or just a kind of a, a local activist for something. Um, and you, uh, in particular are doing this in multiple ways. You are an elected member of your town council. You are a local small business owner. Um, you are a local developer, uh, as well. Yes. Um, yes. and you're kind of like the, um, the community cheerleaders. <laughs> in, yeah, in that, I don't think about that. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good, it's a good term, or are they making fun of me? But I'll take it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so, so what inspired you to get involved in such a committed way? I mean, you you didn't just dip your toe in it. You're you're doing it like across the across the board. Yeah, like my whole life has changed. I I taught for 17 years, and I never would have thought this would be where I'm at now. Um, but I think when I ran for town council, I needed, um, I didn't need to, but I wanted to have a platform and a main focus. And it just kind of happened. And being that the oil field flopped in the 80s, you know, um, businesses closed, shut down. I mean, the street that my business is on right now, I was told by so many people, I'm still told that it was like, the booming street of the town. You know, there were 10 bars and we have one bar left now and, and most of the buildings are all torn down. So there's nothing down there, but there is. So, but I can see it, you know, we have this amazing lighthouse down there. So I just wanted to capitalize on that. I used it as one of my platforms when I was running for council, I put it on my shirt, I put it on my hat, you know, the, the, <laughs> the lighthouse was my thing. So, um, and, it just kind of evolved around that. Once I did get on council, um, things just started coming up and I, I would ask the mayor and I, I, could we do, you think we could do this? And he's like, absolutely. Let's, let's try it. You know, just like I did with the, um, <laughs> the mural thing, like that's really taken off and I'm just, I'll, I'll call them with random things. And it's just, I don't know, I guess when you love where you live and you want it to thrive, for other people and more generations to come. I don't know. I can't explain why I wanted to do it. I just decided that that was my platform and that's where I was going to go with it was bringing more things to Berwick, even just beautifying it. I take pictures everywhere I go. I bring them back to town. I just, I don't know. Cause it's really not, it's really not for my children. I mean, it is for my kids, but they're more, you know, a little grown up They're more grown up. Um, I don't know. I, you know, my whole business, the venue and all that, it just came about in just strange ways in my life. Uh, I, I started out doing flowers and, and then that turned into weddings. And then the weddings turned into, I bought a building that needed to be renovating. So renovated. So, I mean, it all kind of just started falling into place for me, you know, like, okay, so I have a business here. Well, let's see if somebody else wants to do one down the street, you know, let's try to get, and then the more I dug into it and you know that there's buildings, but they just, 
are not accessible. <laughs> so I have a really tough challenge daily because people ask me all the time, you know, what, where can I go? What can I do? Can you help me start a small business? You know, so it just, it's just evolved into this crazy animal that's grown and, and people are asking me what to do. And I, I, I asked the mayor, you know, and the council, I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> so you had your business, you had your business going first and then it was, and then that evolved. And then that's when you purchased the building that, that you're, yes. that you've called yes. the, the old building where, where we were at there on, on first street. Um, right. And then that, and, and so your business has continued to expand there. Um, right. Did that, did that whole, did that come before council? Yes, we had owned some storage buildings and some red houses. So that was my job after I taught. I quit teaching because I had the four kids and it was just too much. And then, I don't know, one day I just started doing flowers for people. And then that just kind of evolved in that office over there. And then I was like, well, I really like doing all that. I don't know. And then I rode my bike by there all the time and walked by the building. And I just saw this old building. I don't know. It just kind of evolved and I guess the venue gives me the inspiration to help other people and, and they call on me to help them now. And I'm like, so then the mayor tells me, okay, well, you're now, you're the economic development person contact on the council. And I was like, am I really? I mean, we're a small town. Like, it's not like this, you know, I am the only person on the committee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always calling going, what property can we find for this person? A lot of the times, you know, we, we look for those folks, whether it's, it's an official position or somebody, especially in a smaller town, it's usually just somebody like yourself that knows the properties and knows the the property owners and can kind of help, you know, connect people to ideas to, uh, to the different buildings. But um, let's, um, so let's get into, um, to the workshops and how kind of all, all that came together and, and what you guys are, are doing there in terms of uh, different development efforts. Um, you've got a, you've got a nonprofit group there, St. Mary Excel um, with uh, Monica Mancuso, who's the, the president there. Um, they have, they've been championing efforts there in, in Berwick for, and really the, I guess the whole St. Mary Parish area for a number of years, um, just, you know, community improvement type stuff. There's, um, I know there's some things with the estuary and the, the waterfront, um, work that, that they, um, that they've had some success with as well. But back in, I believe it was 2018 or 2019, they commissioned a, a ULI study where a couple of folks from ULI came in and looked at the community um, gave you some some recommendations, and as I understand it, uh, there there was information in there about uh, a lot of opportunities, but the need to do it kind of incrementally because there's not a lot of resources there. Um, and Verdunity and myself and and Monty Anderson were some some folks that I guess were were mentioned or, or we were given to to Monica to reach out to us. So Monica reached out. Long story short. Uh, right. She went after some. She went after some grant money um, to bring Monty and I to town to do a couple of workshops with with you guys. So, um, why don't you talk a little bit before before the workshops? Talk a talk a little bit about that ULI study and what what kind of conversation that generated in the community as it relates to um, you know the the population challenges, the affordable housing challenges, some of the economic development challenges that that you're having just kind of set the set the stage for us before uh before Monty and I came to town. Well, we just we just constantly running into um you know, brick wall, brick wall. Everybody was kind of closed. They didn't understand what what we were trying to do and you know, this it's always like everybody has a great idea, but no one wants to implement it. But we have Monica and she's just great at getting the community together and she has all these amazing ideas. I mean, she, she ended up, you know, getting y'all to come. And I think that we just have a, in our community, we just have a lack of um, growth. And so she's trying to spearhead this whole thing to, to have our community grow. And it's tough. I mean, we have a, you know, that you, you've been around enough to know we have a tough crowd and, you know, people, 
you, you know, you open, you try to open something and, oh, you know, well, why are they doing, why are they doing that? It's not going to work. So we have that mindset and it's unfortunate. I mean, it really is because new businesses will try to come and of course, you know, they get the wrath of the public. Um, but for her to reach out, I think it was a good way for us to start with some growth and ideas to get y'all to come down. Like, I mean, like I, I've been around since the meeting at Shannon school. I don't think that was with y'all. That was ULI. Mm -hmm. So she's been doing this for a while. And I think the next step was just, um, just continuing to get help. And when you came in and Monty came in, it was just like, it was like, Oh my God, it was mind blowing to me. I'm, I just, remember y'all just saying these things to us. And I was like, I just never even thought about that. You know, just your, I remember you saying, you know, forget about the big boxes, you know, we need the small businesses. And I was like, mind blown. I was like, that is just <laughs> genius. Why would I want to build a huge, you know, so I, I'm not exactly sure if that's what you're asking me, but, um, we just needed somebody in to come in and give us some ideas. And the first 15 minutes I was sold on y'all, you know, I was like, Oh my God, I just never even thought of that. Like, and so of course that's when my wheels started turning and notes. And <laughs> I did and see that. I, I did see you taking a lot of notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Like I have notes everywhere. It's, it's a little ridiculous, but um, we just needed somebody to come in and give us some doable strategies and y'all were like the perfect fit, you know? Well, and that, that's kind of, um, and that's really exactly what Monica said when she reached out, you know, she said, we, we got, we got a good plan. We, um, we had folks come in and look at the downtowns of Berwick and, and Morgan city. And, you know, now, now we have to implement and we have this culture, just like you said, of, of some apathy and, and like, you know, we see in a lot of places that we work and, and visit of just people are kind of just going through the motions, checked out. Maybe they just don't, they just, they're past the point of thinking that something could happen or maybe they don't have the resources or the time, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And so we were kind of charged with really two things of to, to kind of come in and say, find, find some of these, these ideas, some things that we can do right now with the, with the resources that we have. And then, um, just, just inspire. We were, you know, we were asked to come in and, and find some kind of low hanging fruit. What are some opportunities that can happen right now? And, and just kind of take what we had heard from Monica and you and, and those, the others that were on that first preparation call that we did that um, it was clear to us before we even got there that there's a lot of good things happening and we just needed to kind of shine the light on those and, and do it in a way that would inspire, you know, folks to see that there's possibilities. And so, right. um, we come to town, it was just Monty Anderson and myself. Um, and the, the first time we've, we've done two with, with you guys now, but the first one, the, um, we had kind of the first part where we just did some of our typical presentation information about, you know, here's some of the challenges that we see. Um, but then, you know, the, a full day and a half of it was meeting in different groups, going out and visiting sites. Um, and just kind of listening to what are what are opportunities, what are some of the, the challenges and opportunities, um, and you know we we saw just like we do everywhere that that we go. Um, sometimes it takes somebody from out of town to see the opportunities that the people yeah, that were there. So. You know they're right there in front of you, but you don't you don't necessarily see them. And so just you know seeing some of those different places and both in in morgan city um i mean there there's a number of opportunities over there as well but buildings vacant lots um streets that have a lot of opportunities for them um you know so we we were not hurting for opportunities um you guys aren't hurting for opportunities there at all um so i think the the challenge was more finding the people that had the interest and the resources to connect together uh, around some of these, you know, some of these specific sites. Uh, let's talk specifically about, about Berwick. Um, you have your old building site um, right. and it's right there on first street downtown. You have the lighthouse that's kind of iconic, but uh, there's a number of buildings up and down that street. I know when we toured it with you, you were like, I want somebody to buy that one, or I want to buy this yeah. one. And you were talking about buying those couple of, you know, the, old building right across the street from yours um that you have uh that now you own and have 
have knocked it down. But um, talk about let's talk about just the workshops. I know you mentioned you were taking a lot of notes, uh, but what was the conversation like with your peers, with the other folks at the table? What what was it like when you went back to your your fellow council members and talked with them about it? Um, what was that kind of community conversation? Maybe when Monty and I weren't around, what what kind of things were y'all talking about? I think that one of the most important things was that it, it y'all just brought people together and showed us that you can do this. You don't have to build a big metropolis. You don't have to have a big box come in. I mean, that was my biggest takeaway that I tried to explain to everybody. And it was kind of like the bar description that y'all told us, you know, like, okay, would you rather go in a huge bar? And I said the bar that we have in Morgan City that everybody goes to, it's huge. And you walk in and there's two people. Or do you want to go to the, what did y'all say, not 900 or 1,000 square foot when that's mm-hmm. packed? Of course, I'm going to want to go the small one. So that was one of the, I guess, scenarios that the mayor and I had discussed with the council. And they were like, oh, it's, it's kind of genius. It's really genius. And there's one, two, three of us, three of us, four of us that own our own businesses. So it really hit. It really hit for everybody. You know, they were like, it was just like a moment, like, (laughs) okay, this all makes sense now. Now to the challenge is, is to find the buildings and, you know, we just have them there. They're stuck in family things. And so, so now we're all on a mission to get to these families and say, what can we do? Can we buy this from you? Can, are you willing to get rid of it? I think the opportunities that y'all came up with, like just, I was just mind blown by watching the slides of the things that y'all, your before and after pictures of malls and that are turned into these amazing businesses. The the ones that the little restaurants that were inside that during COVID, they popped the windows on the outside. I mean, like it was just genius ideas. So I'm going around town telling everybody, you know, the bar, I mean, the bar across the street, I was like, I need to put some tables and chairs outside. Like, let's do this, you know, and I'm, I'm all excited. They're like, wow, you know, it's just really hard (laughs) when (laughs) you have all these ideas and people are not receptive. So I think that's one of our, that is definitely one of our challenges. Well, yeah. And, and I think that's, um, it's, it's cool to hear you kind of just, um, describe back the, the incremental strategy and the, the small strategy, because that, that is exactly what we talked about of, you know, when, when you are somewhere small, like a, a Berwick and you don't have, you don't have the robust population growth of a lot of new people moving to town. Um, you, you've got to do, you got to make things work with what you have. And sometimes, sometimes communities are still in that mindset of, Oh, we need a 10,000 square foot restaurant or we need, oh, yeah. um, yes. you know, we need bigger, we need bigger houses. And, um, you know, I, I think what, what, we've been able to prove and i think you know Monty's development work doing it in so many different places like he has now has proven that there there's always there's always somebody looking for a small space if it's a smaller home or if it's smaller commercial space especially right. and so the you know doing it smaller makes it more affordable to to buy and start a business um you know makes it more affordable to to lease or rent um but then it's also you know a bigger boost to the to the city in terms of um, in terms of property tax revenue is as well that we talked a little bit about. But um, so I think that that was definitely felt like between the first workshop and the second one that we were asked to come back again uh, for is the, the incremental idea had really caught on and looking for smaller, smaller spaces, but also looking for what are some things, what are some other things that we could do that maybe don't even involve the building um, to get started. And so Talk, uh, talk a little bit about the, the food, the food truck park. That's just, just down the, down the street from. Yeah. I've been looking at doing something like that since I had gone to Waco years ago, probably 2017. And I was mind blown again. I was like, Oh my God, this is genius. So y'all come in and you're like, okay, well, what about this idea? Well, we have no restaurants. We have one restaurant. I mean, it's, hit or miss open, you know, they have issues sometimes and whatnot. We don't have anywhere to go eat except the gas station, which has great food, but you know, so this was a perfect opportunity. And so after y'all had discussed it and I was, I was, of course I was with the mayor and I was like, 
wait, the town has some property right there. And, and uh, you think we could do a food truck court, whatever? And he's <laughs> like, of course we can do that. And I was like, okay. So then we got together and you and I talked about it. And now it's almost complete. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. All we're waiting on is um, we have, we just, it's small. We only have enough for like four trailers or trucks. And then we're also... A friend of mine just opened a little snowball stand that is also a little trailer. So she's going to be inside. We have the lights going up. You know, it's just kind of taking off. We're ordering tables. We're building a little bandstand right there. And it's not, I mean, I laugh because I go every day. I'm right there. And the guys are working and they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, okay, I have snowballs for y'all. You know, and they're, and so one day I went out there and they were, it was the first day of cement. And they had one one little area done. And I went out there and I was like hooping and hollering. And they were like, you are so excited over everything. And I'm like, y'all, this is history. Like, this is <laughs> for this town. Like, and everybody's so excited about it. I mean, it's not that big of a deal to you because you probably see it every other day. I mean, it was your idea. So there's that. But it's a big deal for us. We don't we don't have competition like I have this one guy, I kid you not, he has asked the mayor, his son and me so many times, when can I bring my, my tr- I want to, I want to sign a year lease. And I'm like, Whoa, hold on. You know, like, I'm not sure yet what, what we're doing. <laughs> so we figured out the contract. I kind of, I typed one up and so the lawyer has to okay it. And then we're good. We already have it full. So just the excitement of that. I see people when I'm sitting in my building, you know, whatever, working. I see people driving by all day. Everybody stopping to look, you know, what's going on. And it's uh-huh. just exciting. It's just a new, it's a new thing for our area. Just a little food truck park, you know. It, and, the, you know, and, the, and this is to, to give a little context to it. You you have, you have the, the river right there between Berwick and Morgan right. City. And you have, right as you come across the, you come across the bridge, um, you guys are on the west side of the river and there's a, there's kind of the, the seawall there and the, the lighthouse that you mentioned. And then you have first street, which is where, you know, your building is on and you have, um, you have that intersection that you're on the corner of. And then just one block to the North from your building was this open lot that the city owned. It's got some very mature trees that provide shade. It's got a view of the lighthouse and the bridge behind it. Um, and, and so, so yeah, you guys are putting the infrastructure in to support some permanent, uh, you know, food truck trailers that sounds like you're going to rotate them through, um, which I think is a a great idea to, again, you're, you're trying to give different businesses an opportunity to get, get exposure and test out ideas and see which, see which ones work. And then the next level of that increment would be take the ones that are the most popular and put them, put them in a building. (laughs) That's it. That's, that's the end goal. I tell people, it's just like a pretend storefront, you know, you'll be able to walk up and, and the, 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 uh, the food truck, I'm telling you, I have a list already of people that are, <laughs> when can we, when can we sign something? You know, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me just get it fixed. So we have a list. Um, we're going to go, I think we're going to do one month by month to start, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to lock them in for a year or whatever. And it doesn't work out. And, um, but it's, it's exciting. And then the lighthouse is right behind it. So you can see it. And one of my goals, and I'm not going to give up on this one is I want the lighthouse to be where you can, that's not, that doesn't make sense, but where you can tour it. Cause I've been there, but I had to get in a bucket truck to get up there. <laughs> and it's so cool. Like just the, just one floor. Like I think it would bring in so many tourists for when we have the lighthouse festival. I mean, I would pay five or $10 to go in there you know, so we need to capitalize on all these great things. And we're about to get the second lighthouse pretty soon. That's all in the mix. So that's, I think it's like two hours offshore. Um, so that's going to be fun. Another one next to it. And then eventually we wanted to connect them with like a, a walkway. So anyway, yeah, all that'll be seen by the food trailer park. And then behind it is the seawall, which has stairs. And people can stand up at the top also to listen to the bands to um so thank you for your idea because that was that was you <laughs> well it it was Monty and I together and just seeing yeah, you know, seeing some Monty places, too. yeah, and just seeing some other other places, but 
you know, it, like, like you said, it was in some places that's, you know, a food truck court is something they, they do every single weekend and it's common knowledge, but in other places, you know, like you said, every, everybody goes across, you go across the river to Morgan city. That's where all the restaurants are. You, you right. didn't really have much there. And th- this is creating that place. Um, it's starting to bring people to your main street or your, you know, first street for you all. Um, you have my, you have your, um, the other, uh, the old building or the old house across the street from you that you've now demoed. Um, what, what are you looking at doing on that site? Okay. I don't, I really, I, I know what I want to do. It's in my head. I met with a um, contractor the other day and he's going to draw up some plans. So my vision is um, small shotgun house. For, I don't know if everybody knows what shotgun house is, but in mm-hmm. Louisiana, it's just like a straight shot and maybe a bathroom and a little kitchenette in the back, you know, a couple of them that connect with a common area. So I don't know. I really don't want to do a strip mall, but we may end up having to do two and two together. I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but um, my daughter has a boutique. So one of those will be for her. And then she also has a photography business. So one will be for her. And then we'll have probably three more that I'm looking, I'm really trying to focus on maybe a vendor bakery where different bakers get to come in and bring their own goods in Mm -hmm. and and sell them where it's not just one. Um, You know, of course I think about the cafe, I want a cafe with a coffee shop or something. Not really. It doesn't have to be like a full blown, just panini presses and soups and salads. We don't have anything like that. And people just want to go and, and sit somewhere. So it's a good it's a good yard to have a little common area also, but I'm open to suggestions. Um, well, I think, yeah, I, I I mean I think that you know, let the the park experience let let what happens with those food trucks let some of that you know drive it and and again right. just continue to kind of iterate and build on that. We talked about some things in the street itself, um, oh. you know some some crosswalk painting and some of some of that that I think you know take it again, just build on the, build on the food truck park to bringing people there and then do the, you know, do the art in the streets, um, and just work, you know, work your, your way one block, one block at a time. And, um, I think, you know, you just, well, I was talking about this, you just got to get it started and start that momentum and get people hoping and believing again, and just seeing the, the small incremental model and then, you know, and, and, and build on that. And you're, you, you get it. You you understand it. Uh, you have a lot of ideas, and and I think um, you know just you'll see. I mean, you're you're clearly working to kind of build that that network of people around you that can help you explore your ideas, but also that you can kind of connect and put into their own to their own spaces. It's been really it's really neat because lately, just driving around, and sometimes I bring the golf cart there instead of my car. It's only two miles away, and we're a little community. And it's really neat because lately I've been seeing like little church around the corner. They've been cutting trees down. They've been starting to paint, repairing things. And then there was an old abandoned trailer next to this old house down the street. They moved the trailer. The property's like it is contagious. It really is. And then there was a brown building. I don't know if you remember that one across from the food truck park. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. the one I tried to buy, but they changed their minds. They're now doing, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. They're trying to build a um, salon. Um, like each, each booth would be their own salon. They would own their own. So I don't know. That's another thing that's, that's right there on first street. So it's kind of neat to just watch people start going, Oh wait, maybe I need to clean this up or, you know, let mm-hmm. me get rid of this. I soar. So it is starting to look a little contagious and I'm so excited. That is, that's so cool to hear. It is. And it's so neat to see. And people are excited about just the whole, just the whole thing. Even we did this Berwick live after five, we had the music every Friday in April. Oh my God. The, the people that came out, it was crazy. We had a band every Friday night with food trucks and the amount of people that came out to dance on the river was amazing. So it's just kind of sparking up all ages. That's what I like about it because I love to watch the older generation dance and then the young kids come out. It's just, it's just <laughs> been fun. So we're trying to capitalize on the, um, the cultural district aspect for sure. Um, yeah. with the mural that's, 
they're starting to paint the two ladies that volunteered. I'm so excited. To, I can't, I haven't shown the picture of the drawing yet because I had to send, I had to get permission from the department of transportation to touch the bridge, obviously. And so we got the permission, but I had to turn in a sketch and oh my, I'm so excited. I didn't show it yet on Facebook because I don't want to show it. I want it to be a little surprise, but it is going to be so cute. And then after that, we'll probably move to the the crosswalks and the streets right there on the uh-huh. first. Um, so it's, you know, we slowly but surely have a little idea. We have a little, we also have a pickleball court going up under the bridge. Um, that's a big sport here. I don't know if it is where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're really piecing together a number of things to make that just you know, two, three, four blocks of first street from under the bridge past your building, you know, a little bit there to the south, kind of the the heart of your community and just bring bring the energy and the culture and everything and everything back. And it's all, you know, you're doing it all small. You're doing it incrementally. And it's, I mean, it's just crazy how just food trucks and paint and a little bit of, you know, a little I bit know. of music um, and just get it, you know, just get it there and get it consistent. And that's, that's what you guys are working to do so what um what would you say to you know for for every place that that we talk with that has some things going there's another small town out there that is struggling to believe or struggling to get started what um what are some of the lessons or what what's some of the advice that that you would share either from your your seat on council or the you know the small developer that's the business owner that's right there on first street, what, what would you tell some other, you know, other communities in Louisiana and around the country that are in a similar spot to you all? Um, for, from the council view, be committed to helping the people in your town. Don't do not make empty promises. You, you just tell them you're going to help them and you do it. You help them. They call you and say, help me find a piece of property. You do what you have to do and you call whoever you need to call and you say, okay, there's this, this, and this. Be consistent. Make sure you answer everybody. Take advice from people like y'all because y'all are amazing. Y'all have changed Berwick's whole, it, 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 I can't even explain it. Your ideas influence the mayor. I say the mayor and myself because we went to most of the meetings, but the whole council is just excited. Everybody's excited. Um, as a business owner, I think you need to be confident in your ideas. Think outside of the box. You know, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, and this is the only way I'm going to do it. I think, you know, well, if there's another way to do it and it's still successful, then maybe look at that. Um, help others for sure. Help, you know, don't don't be stingy with your ideas. You know, sh- share what you which you know, like I'm, I share what I know being a business owner, going to the bank, writing a business plan. I didn't know any of that. I had no mm-hmm. idea what I was doing. I started doing that. All, I did it by myself. I mean, my husband was like, okay, you, you do this. This is you. So, and I wanted to do it by myself, but the business plan is hard. Going to the bank is hard. I mean, I had to go to the bank twice for the building and that, that killed me, but I did it. You know, it, it, it happened. And I just feel like, you know, follow your heart. Don't jump right into it. I like the idea of the trailer thing, that the food truck, it's like a sample. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's like, I really need a coffee shop. I'd love to do a trailer. I'm like, do the trailer. See if it, if it works first. Don't invest in a building yet when you don't know if they're going to like your coffee, if it's going to be successful. You know, do the food, do that. Like my friend that did the snowball stand. It's crazy. She's so busy and she's so excited. Yeah. You know, she's a fellow teacher, friend of mine. And you have to follow your heart. I mean, if I listen to people that were naysayers about why would you <laughs> buy that building? What is wrong with you? What are you doing? And I don't know what I was thinking because it was bad. I mean, I don't see things that it's just a, a thing. I don't know. I'm not psychic. Not That's not what I mean. But I just... <laughs> I see potential in buildings and I'm like, God, that would be such a cute, whatever, you know, like I'm looking at the silver nickel. I don't know if you remember that Brown building on the other end, that's full mm-hmm. of antique stuff. I, if I had the time, I would buy that, sell everything out of it. And that piece of property is worth, it's going to be worth 
a lot of money. So it's going to take one special person to buy that. And, and people think they're not worthy of that, but they are, you know, believe in yourself. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. It's going to cost you. And that's one of the problems, you know, people are afraid. Well, and that's the role, that's the role that you feel is, you know, with, with everything going on, you're, you're providing, you're providing the place, right? You're, you're providing a framework, um, you know, the, the coaching and encouragement to start small. Don't, you know, don't go all in right away, work it incrementally, work with people like you that have been there before. You know, I think we're, we're council, um, and we had some, some meetings with some of the local banks there to, to try to, you know, get behind this, this type of, of initiative. And it does, it does snowball, it builds on itself. And, and so, um, there may be some really good, there, there's always people who are the implementers that, you know, they can, they can cook or they can, um, whatever kind of talent it is, but they're not the business person or they're not the, the builder, right? They're not the person that wants to take on the, the building. And so continuing to recruit and connect those different pieces together uh, is, you know, is an important part of, of growing the strategy and growing the momentum. And, and I think you're, you're just unique in that you fill so many of those different roles um, in Berwick and it's, it's part of, but it's part of why you're seeing success quickly um, with this is you're, you see how they, how they connect and you're, you're working through them in the, the right steps. So well, Colleen, I, I think I'm very I'm very inspired by you. I'm very inspired by um the just the Berwick folks. The way you guys took you took the message and you've taken it and run with it. And it's yeah. um it's very, very cool to see um just the incremental progress. And and I can't wait. I can't wait till the food the food truck park is open and I see the the events and things happening there. And you know, when you get to some of the street painting and the street art, that's gonna be even cooler, I think. I'm so excited. So we're going to post, uh, we'll post links to this. We'll put some photos in the, in the show notes as well. Um, but I'm glad we were able to, to sneak you in and, and get you on the, the podcast and to tell the, the Berwick story. I'll just wrap us up with the, you know, any, anybody that's down in that, uh, that part of Louisiana, if you're down around Louise or down around New Orleans and you want to make the, you know, hour, 45 minute hour drive, um, over. Uh, it's a, it's a very cool little community that you probably wouldn't know about otherwise, but once you get there, the people are amazing. The food's amazing. And, and we're going to have some pretty cool places to come experience here pretty soon too. I'm excited. We also have the lighthouse festival in November all along the river. So that's a, that's a fun thing to come to also. Just want to throw that in. (laughs) Colleen, again, I, I appreciate you, um, coming on i appreciate all the work that you're doing in your community and um wish you the the best of luck going forward and um i'm sure i'm sure we'll continue to talk as you guys uh continue to to work on these things so thanks again for being on our go cultivate podcast thanks for having me i enjoyed it all right tim so uh it was a pretty casual conversation with with colleen she's uh she's a great person and so full of of energy uh, we'll mm-hmm. definitely have to to get the links in the show notes for some of the pictures of what's going on with their food trailer park and her old building that that she's operating and some other things there. But you know, as someone that was there for the workshops and someone that you know you're familiar with a lot of the the workshops and the the planning and implementation work that we do at Verdunity, uh, were there any kind of takeaways for you from that conversation? Just you know, you, you haven't talked with Colleen since you were there and met her you know, mm-hmm. for the for the workshop. Was there anything that that jumped out to you from that discussion? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing kind of that that jumps out is that when you really care about your community and want to, you know, and want, want to change it, you really have to be, you have to understand that you're there for the long game. And I think Colleen kind of touched on mm-hmm. it with um, with Monica, with St. Mary Excel and the way that she had just been working tirelessly for so long and done her part and then also, you know, leaned on the people around her. Um, I think just the way that, you know, you have to have people that, that are steady and then you have to have people um, like Colleen that really provide a ton of energy and enthusiasm <laughs> and just kind of find different people in the community that provide different um, personality traits. I know we, we talk a lot about that internally, but just understanding that it takes a community and you've got to utilize young and old together to kind of, kind of make it be a sustainable, a sustainable push for change um, in, for the long term you do some of this same type of work there in, mm-hmm. you know, in Shreveport with, with reform. Um, did you see some similarities with some of the ideas that came out of the, the Berwick Morgan city workshops and some of the things that you're trying to accomplish there, um, there in Shreveport. And 
um, you know, maybe what are what are some of the ways that that you've done that there in, in Shreveport that could apply to other communities as well? As far as you know, finding finding the people. How do you find the cheerleader like <laughs> a Colleen? How do you find more of an executor like the the role that you you know that you fill with uh, with reform? I, I think you know, build finding those different people and putting those teams together is an important part of it um, as well. I think you just really have to always be meeting new people and inviting new people in. Um, I think, you know, we, there was definitely a lot of similarities that I saw from Berwick as compared to up here in Shreveport. Um, I'd say the biggest similarity is, is just kind of the, the prevalent thinking of just feeling a little, <laughs> a little ashamed that, you know, you're not like this, this booming metropolis and just kind of, um, looking at other people to define your success instead of yourselves. And so, um, I definitely felt some of that same that same energy, but then, you know, the more that you talk with one another and talk about the things that, that you already have in your community and just build upon those, I think it kind of changes your perspective and, and just helps, helps a lot. Um, there definitely were, mm-hmm. were lots of differences. I think, like I said, we're Shreveport's on the, the opposite end of the state and we're definitely a bigger region. I know you remind me of that. You're like, you know, Shreveport isn't, <laughs> isn't a small place. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's, you know, it's a pretty good mid-sized city, but, um, Definitely, definitely that Louisiana culture is, is there in Berwick as well. And you can find some great natural resources not too far away. Well, and so one of the, I mentioned, you know, I wanted to highlight a couple of the projects that came, came out, out of the workshop and, and especially for, for Berwick. One, one of the ones, kind of a, a bigger project that came out on the Morgan City side was they have a mall that is declining, you know, mostly vacant. Um, and we had some conversations with the folks that own it, as well as some potential people that might want to go into the mall um, and talked about a, a long-term incremental strategy to revitalize the, the mall, just doing it a, a, little bit of a, time, a little bit at a time that's created a, a lot of momentum there in Morgan City. There's a number of, of other opportunities on the Morgan City downtown side. With a, there's an old, an old house that We've talked about uh, converting them, converting into a a hotel or a bed and breakfast type of type of deal that would bring some additional um, traffic into that their core downtown on the Morgan City side, which is really a a beautiful little little area. And there there is so much culture there to 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 build on. Uh, but on the Berwick side, it was really um, even going down just very very small and incremental of. Uh, First Street, which is kind of borders the parallels the water, um, the river. It's it is their kind of main street, but there's really not a whole lot going on outside of Colleen's building and and the Lighthouse Bar, which is right across the street. And so, the the conversation there was what what can we do with this this intersection and these first couple of blocks of First Street to do some uh, restriping of it, do some some colorful painting and striping of the crosswalks and, and the intersection to just add some color in the area. Um, but their, their first, their very first project that they're working on uh, that we'll put some pictures together for is, is just using a, a lot that the city owned and creating, turning that into a permanent uh, food trailer park. Um, not something that food trucks would just come, you know, a, you know on certain days, but ones where they're going to be there consistently um, and then they're turning that into an area that's going to have a stage and have some entertainment at certain times. The first few conversations we had about some of these incremental ideas, there's always people that just say, oh, well, that, that's not big enough. That's not, that's not fancy enough. And we just kind of said, stick with it. Just take little steps and create a place and, and create some regular activity uh, and you'll start to see it grow. Well, as they started to just promote just the idea of doing it, even I remember the very first post that Colleen had where it was just a picture of the lot. It was just a picture of the property and all of the activity on Facebook was like, Oh my gosh, this is a great idea. We're going to have a, we're going to have a place for our, you know, our people to come together and do something. And then they introduced the food truck idea. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a great way for this food truck or that food truck to have a, a regular kind of opportunity to come get their, um, you know, the food or services or whatever it is, you know, in front of the um, the residents. And it's just, I mean, it's not even, it's not even done. They haven't had their first event yet. It's only been a couple of, of months, but Colleen was telling me, I, I can't remember if she mentioned it in the interview or before, after we recorded, but just the, 
the momentum that it has been generated just by talking about it and creating that place and asking the community for ideas of what can be done here to make it better. Um, not once has there been a conversation about, is anybody going to build a building or um, is anybody going to reconstruct the whole street? It's all small pop-up things that are all about just getting people together. And I just think that's that's something that's so important to incremental thinking is it's really just looking at that street, looking at that place and saying, what what can we do right now to make it a little bit better or to create, if you don't, if you're a community that doesn't have one, how do you find a spot that you can create that communal gathering space to start to bring your people together and then let it, let it expand from there. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, I know you've done similar things in, in Shreveport of doing small projects, you know, in different areas to make those neighborhoods a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it really gets back to the heart of what the community culture is there. I, you know, talked about it a little bit in just the sense that changing your perspective to look at, you know, what you've got on the ground and just think about how could, how could this be better? And, you know, how could we involve the community in, in doing something new? And I think, for, especially if you're, if you're in a field where you like to build stuff and you like to see, you know, <laughs> you like to see these big physical improvements. And I mean, even in Morgan City, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of their economy is based on, on shipbuilding and all of these kind of really big industries. Um, and I think that, you know, you also have to think about, okay, what's, you know, what's the culture in that community and how do you, and how do you change that and how do you shift that? I think that's really the core of how you can, how you can start to build some of that momentum. And once you get, you know, five or 10 people moving in that direction, I think a lot of people recognize it and, and feel that energy and want to, uh, want to hop on board with it. I did really like the way that um, Berwick in that particular project, they really found a part of town that I thought really lent itself really well to doing a community type project. Right. Um, this first street is kind of, it's near their levees and there's, there's a cool lighthouse nearby that, that Colleen mentioned as well. And there's an elevated highway actually, that's only a couple blocks <laughs> away, but ironically enough, it actually, it actually helps because there's not a lot of traffic in the area. And so, you know, the street's very calm. There's not a lot of traffic. You're not having to fight your way past, <laughs> past speeding cars or anything. And so it's really, it's really a nice, really calm area. And I think just the location that they chose to start some of these incremental actions was a really good, um, I don't, I, I don't mm -hmm. know how much that was put into it, but the location, you know, turned out, turned out really well and is really providing some momentum for them. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be really cool. Um, I mean, a, a year from now, there's going to be a mural in the area under the elevated highway. They'll have the park in place. Uh, they, some of the, the restriping and crosswalks are, are going to come, come next. Uh, and then there's, there's a number of buildings up and down and, and properties up and down those first couple blocks that are, they're starting to have conversations about. So well, I want to wrap us up with just kind of a, a couple of takeaways and just recommendations for you know, if you are a small town like a Berwick, Louisiana, and you're, you know, you're looking to get something like this going, um, you know, first, obviously, we would love to to come do a work, a similar workshop to like what we did in in Berwick and some other places that Monty and I have been able to to do those kind of workshops together, you know, one or two days to come in and just talk about these ideas and um, with you and get some things started. Uh, but more importantly, it's it's about just having the the conversations in your community about what are um what are some some small things that we can do right now the way we'd like to talk about is how can we make meaningful progress right now with the resources that we have um and just don't let the don't let the distraction of trying to go too big or too bold get in the way just think very very small very small steps of what what can we do to just create an environment that people want to be here and then how can we repeat that and do it a little more a little more often and then kind of tim to what you talked about is who, who are the team of people that can get us started, right? Who are the people that own properties or have businesses or have ideas that, that they want to see if they can become businesses? Um, and a lot of this is, uh, a lot of the incremental approach is, it's thinking incrementally and smaller, but it's also really, really about making those connections and connecting the, the resources in your community together towards that shared goal. Uh, because when you're, you know, when you're not a bigger community with more resources, uh, you have to make even better use of of the resources that you do have, and so often when you look at these smaller towns, they they do have some great resources. Maybe it's a local bank, maybe it's 
um, you know, someone like a Monica Mancuso and a, a nonprofit group that is going out there getting you grant money for your community. Uh, it's just a matter of finding those people and finding those resources and connecting them around this idea of incremental progress and incremental you know, implementation as opposed to trying to find that one big project that you try to hit the home run on. So um, we'll, we're going to get, um, we'll have Colleen's contact information um, in the show notes and a little bit more about Berwick and Morgan City and, and that effort there. We'll put, um, we'll put a link in there on how to get in touch with us about workshops reference. Uh, we've had another, a you know, couple of podcasts that Tim, you've been on talking about your reform Shreveport efforts before. Uh, we've had a few with Monty Anderson and I that we talk a little bit more about this. So I want this to kind of be a place that we pull some of these different uh, resources together for the small towns that are trying to get some of these incremental development ideas going and get that kind of all all in one place. So just to kind of close us out here, um, as always, if you're a longtime listener for the podcast, uh, we'd love to hear from you, ideas to make it better. Um, if you're a newer uh, a newer listener, there's a bunch of old episodes that are still some of our best that I'd encourage everybody to go back and, and listen to. And uh, we're always open to feedback if you want to email us at podcast at verdunity.com. Um, Tim, it was good having you on for a change. I know we're, we're going to try to mix in more of our Verduners yeah. uh, in some of these future podcasts. Um, I know you have a lot of ideas for other episodes that we can do together, <laughs> together too. But totally. It was a it was a good idea. I know when when we did this one, you said you know it's it's about Louisiana and it's about incremental. I want to jump in and talk. So, <laughs> oh yeah, always happy to do it. So I uh, appreciate you being on with me today, and um, hope you enjoy the episode, guys. And we will see you again uh, real soon. Take care. Uh-huh.